Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Damn these Biloxi blues. It happens every night And I ain't never met a riverboat dealer That could ever be a friend of mine I have not The summer heat never treats me kind It leaves trouble on my mind So I'm bidding farewell Putting in my notice And I'll right see here. you at another time This highway Does not know my name And I don't care No, I Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to keep there. Hello, budget live, not so live from the low budget live bar and grill in a rainy old southern middle Tennessee. This is the podcast for December 20th, 2021. Welcome, you bunch of low lifers. If you're just joining for the first time and you're wondering why you're getting called a lowlifer right out of the jump, well, that's what the uh, faithful listeners of this program refer to themselves as, the loyal, loyal lowlifers. So welcome, new and returning lowlifers. That song there at the front, that's Biloxi Blues. We play it almost every podcast. A song written by me, sang by me, performed by me right there. And uh, it's an old one. It's an old one. But we use it because we can't use amazing music because of copyright and YouTube will kick us off the old airwaves if we use music from like our guest today. Woo! It's the Christmas show. It's the Christmas show, and it's it's my gift to all of you out there that love good music and good people. 
We got a good one today. This is your last warning. This is the this is it's time, fellas. This is uh this is the week. You got five days left. You got five days. When you hear my my redneck weed eater sounding voice on Monday, December 20th, this morning, it's it's the final countdown. You better make sure you got your wife something. I say it to y'all all the time. Don't mess Christmas up, man. Actually, our guest today and I talked about that. You can't. He 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 has a long line of messing up at Christmas too. We uh, we were talking about that the other day, but don't do it. I've got the triple threat, Marissa D. I got her taken care of. I got her taken care of. I got that. I uh, got that knocked out this week. So I'm actually ahead of schedule. I may go back again to see what other last minute crap I can come up with that she probably won't ever use or want or wear or anything like that. So, Merry Christmas to everybody. It's uh, it's always a good time of year. I got the Christmas crack, I call it. The kids are starting to get fired up, man. But yeah, we're there. We're there. We're in that last, uh, last final few days, fellas. And I'm mainly just talking to the dudes because I know all you ladies got it on lockdown. All seven of y'all ladies that listen to this got it on lockdown. All right, I want to thank these fine sponsors real fast, and we're going to jump in. Got a couple things I want to hit on, and then we're going to talk to the man today. So uh, first and foremost, so many of y'all been tagging me in, uh, in your shaking your StarTron videos. I always appreciate those. But StarTron, bringing you low-budget life for four years and kicking ethanol in the teeth, in your bass boat, in your side-by-side, your weed eater. I had to use a leaf blower last weekend, unfortunately, and thank God for StarTron because it just just cranked right up because I was already ticked off to be out there having to use a leaf blower in December because the wind's blowing 900 miles an hour here every single day, every single day, but she cranked right up, and I was like, thank you, StarTron. I, I actually, that I, it's in my contract. I have to do that when I'm using lawn equipment. I actually have to thank StarTron out loud, but StarTron, little dab will do you. Kicks ethanol in the teeth, gets it out of every product that you want to crank up. Ethanol will ruin that for you. Put some StarTron in your tank, and you don't have to worry about it anymore. Sims Fishing Products. It's a Sims Pro Dry rain suit kind of week and kind of day around here right now. Here going into Christmas, it's warm and raining, so we've been rocking the Pro Dry. Sims bringing you all sorts of of quality outdoor products, layering products, stuff to keep you warm, stuff to keep you dry, stuff to keep you cool when the sun's out. Hopefully we get to experience that in Florida in about a month. The Bassmaster opened, but Sims wants me to remind all of you low lifers, you get one life, fish it well. Pro Guide batteries, stocking stuffers last minute. You want to buy that lithium from Pro Guide, that lithium 31 series 12 volt, you want to... It will hang from the from the mantle. It will. It's been proven. It will. I tried it the other day. Don't use AGM because it weighs twice as much as what the lithium does. You can put the lithium in the stocking and you can put your 31 AGM just right there by the fireplace. Have Santa just set it right there. You can use code LBL10 at checkout for 10% off. And last but certainly not least... Hang the banner. Express Boats, the official boat. Low Budget Live, the traveling circus. All the insanity in my life on the water provided by that X-21, the Yamaha 250 show. 
loving that boat and uh, was out at Express this week. Got to spend some time with the Express Boats family and uh, got to take a peek at uh, the traveling circus, the rig I'm going to be running next year. I am excited, excited. Video to come on that sooner than later, hopefully. All right. We appreciate all the sponsors, especially Express Boats, building excitement since 1966. We're proud to be in the Express Boats family. All right, just a couple quick housekeeping notes. Fishing has always been a sport that, uh, professional fishing, rather, that I have felt betting would be something that could be popular. We saw the the crazy popularity when Erwin Jacobs at FLW years ago launched the fantasy fishing deal. Bassmaster fantasy fishing, obviously super, super, you know, popular. Um, it is a difficult thing to pick. We all know that as, as tournament anglers. You know, the fish obviously have different ideas sometimes. Uh, but MLF signed a deal with Bally's Bet. They announced this. This was something my man Jordan Osborne, shout out Jordan Osborne. He used to be on the angler panel when I was still at FLW with me, and he brought this up to FLW years ago. I thought it was such a slick idea, but to incorporate betting, like into the fantasy fishing side of things. And so MLF signed a deal with Bally's Bet. I think it's really cool. I think there are going to be a lot of people that lose a lot of damn money on it. I see y'all picking that fantasy fishing stuff. <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, on the MLF set, I guess you just bet on Jacob Wheeler all the time and you'll win, I guess. But uh, I don't know. It's, uh, I think that's exciting for the sport. I really do. I, I thought that was a, uh, a pretty cool deal that, uh, that got announced. And I'm sure we'll see Bassmaster follow on that, you know. And, uh, and for all I know, they're already – you know, they've been trying to ice that a deal like that themselves. I don't know. But I, I think that that is something that uh, could help bring in more of the, quote, masses. You know, you get those Vegas folks betting. They're like, this Wheeler guy, he's he's automatic. He's automatic. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that all, uh, you know, how that works. I'm not a gambling dude. I know a lot of y'all that listen probably are. I don't uh, the only gambling I do in, in uh, high-stakes gambling is professional bass fishing, uh, so it's hard to say I don't gamble. But but I'm not I'm not a big sports betting guy. I'm not uh, I'm not loyal enough to sports to uh, to know what I should be doing there. I know a lot of folks are really really good at it. Not this guy. Not this guy. I'm a guy. I'm like a twenty dollar in a slot machine guy. Pull the handle, see what high. Okay, yeah. But I've never bet on sports. But I think that it will be interesting to see how that lays out for um, for Bally's and MLF there. I, I think that's cool. I think that's very cool. Uh, Bass Pro Shops no longer, no longer the title sponsor of the Bassmaster Opens. It's no longer the Bassmaster or BassProShops.com Bassmaster Opens. And uh, reasoning being they have their own open tournaments now, right? The U.S. Open, the Bass Pro Shops Open. I guess they were thinking, hey, this is confusing for people. And uh, and I think more than that, and I have talked to some folks at Bass, they're like, well, they didn't take any money out of this deal at all. They just wanted to change that. Well, it's all about, obviously, branding first, but definitely money. I mean, they're giving away a million dollars to a freaking team. And, uh, you know, the events that they put on, obviously – 
cost Bass Pro a pretty penny. So I think that uh, you'll see more of this, and I think I said it a couple weeks ago after that U.S. Open, is this is, to me, will be that progression. They're trying to have their own tournament trail. That's been a rumor for a long time. Then it came out. They had it. You know, they certainly have enough money to support the industry, uh, but as as can be the case with that organization, I feel like, you know, most of their funds will go to them to promote their brand. And look, you can't, you can't knock it. The involvement was, was very, the participation was very good in those, those U S open qualifiers. And then of course, ultimately in the, in the championship deal, the Johnny Morris world cup finals, U S open super tournament, uh, up there where them boys won that million dollars. Um, so, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just. Uh, of course, Bass Pro Shops, the juggernaut of the entire industry, whether it's on the boating side or the just uh, fishing retail side. It makes you wonder. Will other and we've seen like lure companies do tournaments. It makes me think like, will we see more companies trying to have their own tournament deals instead of sponsoring tournaments, especially at that amateur team level? I don't know. It's a, it's an interesting proposition. Um, and and interesting to think about what could what could come from those kind of situations because as the industry does shrink and you have like the pure fishings corporate you know they own so many brands and then lose strike king and then you've got like a bass pro it is shrinking down so it does make sense when johnny owns all the bass boat brands to just have his own tournaments it's uh it's crazy and then you got somebody like lose striking they could have a tournament trail uh and maybe they already are i don't know um, I think they maybe have some striking owners, quote, owners tournaments. But I I, I, I don't know. I think that uh, everything is changing. All of my folks in the industry that I've been close with for so long, that's the topic every time you get on the phone with somebody is just how fast it is changing and uh, no more proof in the pudding than uh, seeing that right there with the uh, Bass Pro Shops no longer. You know, those weigh-ins, they were always kind of choreographed around those tournaments were, in my opinion, scheduled to be close in in a driving range distance from uh, the boat ramp to a Bass Pro Shop for those final weigh-ins. So I'm sure that will that will ultimately change. Um, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they'll still have them there. But I feel like that will change a little bit. So um, interesting, interesting news. St. Croix Rides, your new title sponsor. All right. I'm going to uh, gonna get our guests lined out here. This is... Uh, this is this is a cool one for me for a lot of reasons. A, I like interviewing good people and guys that I can talk to and have a conversation with. This gentleman and I have talked a couple times and uh, on the phone here recently, and he is uh, he's my kind of he's my kind of people. Uh, the other reason it would be very cool is he plays guitar for a band that. I have loved for many years, and so many people have loved for many years. He's actually played guitar in two of my favorite bands, but uh, they just made a really big announcement after a three-year hiatus that they will be performing at Red Rocks out in Colorado for a reunion show. The internet went crazy over it. I take full credit for this reunion because Christine Fisher and I talked about it on here. Ladies and gentlemen... We're going to see if we can get him on the phone right now. Ryan Engelman from Turnpike Troubadours. 
Mr. Duncan, how are we? Hey, we are here. We're living the low life as always, and uh, I appreciate you coming on. I gave it this big buildup. I'm like, this is like my Christmas gift to all you Turnpike fans out there. And and then I really just figured you wouldn't answer the phone. <laughs> and everybody that listens to the yeah yeah, and everybody that listens to the show were fully expecting me to just fail on that. <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> well, I appreciate you having me on. Man. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, I, I said before, I like having uh, I like having great guests on that I can talk to. But you and I have had a couple conversations. and I said, but I like having just good, good folks on, man. And you uh, us locked up a little bit there at my house. Okay. Hang on. Oh, my gosh. You're killing me right now. Software. I swear, Ryan cannot you make this I up. Mess with you. I swear, you dude. With me. I swear it just it just froze up and it's not recording. Oh, my God. Ain't, ain't no worries. Check one, two. All right. I don't know what you heard or didn't hear. We got Ryan on the phone, and my stuff just froze. So <laughs> it shows it's recording again. We'll try this again. Uh, gave a big intro for you there, man. And uh, I said I really I've, I've enjoyed our conversation, so I appreciate you you doing this. We're going to try it one more time. Fingers crossed. We need everybody in Oklahoma right now, if y'all could hear this, uh, fingers crossed that we can talk to Ryan. But Dude, I, I think that it's so interesting, something you said on the phone to me the other day, that fishing almost saved you a little bit in 2020. And that was kind of our connection. Brad Smith, a guy on Lake Fork reached out and was like, dude, you got to talk to Ryan. He, he's absolutely a bass fishing nut. And, uh, and obviously, you guys got the big news of the reunion show. So the timing is perfect. So tell me about bass fishing, man, and just how you got bit by that bug. Well, yeah, yeah. No, the, the, yeah. Timing is perfect. Um, man, I, you know, I'm a big believer. I've got a, a good friend of mine, dear friend of mine that, that, you know, is constantly preaching that, you know, you have to have purpose. And if mm-hmm. you don't have purpose, you, you lose your way. And man, I was in a real, I was in a real spot where like that could have happened to me, um, very easily. Um, I mean, I've, preface that a little bit with saying that you know I've, I've got my wife and my son who i have to be there for mm-hmm. and 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 i you know but but also i have to take care of myself and and so you know the way that i fell into bass fishing was you know i grew up loving fishing i just didn't have the outlet really my 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 dad wasn't much of an outdoorsman so like I didn't have access to, you know, I didn't have a boat. I didn't have, you know, he didn't, he didn't enjoy the outdoors. So I'd, I'd walk, you know, around the neighborhood down, down to this Creek and I'd sit there and catch perch, you know, for six hours straight in the summer times or whatever. Um, and just was kind of fascinated with it. You know, long story short, um, you know, I had, had a, good long stint with the troubadours and we, mm-hmm. we had to go on hiatus and and i was very fortunate to get a call shortly thereafter by willie braun who invited me to play with reckless and i just thought that was the coolest thing <laughs> yeah of course yeah i mean you know it, those guys are legendary the i mean they're as yeah. authentic as they can get you know they've been doing it twice as long as i have since they were kids and and um so I, I, I spent a lot of time um, 
working on their material, which is, uh, they've got a huge catalog, you know, and, and, um, and then I went on the road with them and, you know, that, that was kind of a whirlwind and, and a really <laughs> Get beautiful imagine. learning experience. Yeah. Just, I mean, fabulous learning and, and really got tested and, and, you know, just, when you get tested, sometimes you fail, and when you fail, you learn. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, and absolutely, it was, dude. It was great, Luke, and and so, and but then COVID hit, and and I really didn't have a direction, and just like a, a lot of people, you know, you, you just trying to figure out what to make of life and how you can, you know, deal with the stresses and the, you know, the uncertainty, etc. Et you know, and, and yeah, and then I just remember one day thinking. You know, you know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna learn something that that I've always wanted to to learn. And and I, I you know, turned to my wife and said, "I'm gonna buy a bass boat. I'm gonna buy a damn bass." <laughs> so boat. you were the reason these I bass did. boat si- sales went up. Folks like you just sitting <laughs> yeah. at home, like, you know what? I'm going to buy a damn bass boat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wish I was. I was part of the problem. You know? <laughs> I was. I was a part of the. It's a good. It's a good problem. Well, sort of. But I'm, I'm part of the reason why the lakes are more pressure. <laughs> you know. <laughs> But uh, no, that's what I did. I bought one, and and uh, and, uh, and then I just started learning. And so. and you you said something the other night that I I I loved, man. You said uh, you said the learning curve has kind of uh, been advanced for me because you've got so many good good teachers. You're like I've surrounded myself by folks that have kind of helped me learn a little quicker than maybe I should. And and talk about that, man. Who who all have you kind of leaned on to say, hey, I want to go from just buy my first bass boat to all in with this bass fishing thing. Right. Sure, man. So, you know, so I, I bought that boat not knowing really exactly what I was getting into at all. You know, I I just figured that like, if I had a boat, I could get to spots where I couldn't get off the bank. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was going to be that easy. Like it was going to be easier to catch fish and whatever. And found out very quickly that that's just not the case, <laughs> and, and that I knew nothing about what I was getting into. Um, and I, and, but I was real fortunate. I was out. Um, I went out and played played golf with uh, some friends of mine, and uh, one of my friends said, uh, "Well, hell, Ron, you, you know, you just bought this boat. Um, you, you need to meet Kyle, who was sitting in the cart with him." And I said, "Oh yeah," and he said, "Yeah, the, he fished." down in Texas for 10 years, like uh, oh, right. professionally or whatever. So I immediately it was, you know, like glommed onto him and, and, <laughs> like, and you got to help me out with this deal, you know, like a bit off more than I can choose. So, uh, he asked me what kind of boat I bought and, and, you know, whatever. And we went out and man, he started teaching me just everything from, from techniques to, you know, like, you know, lure select, or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, selection and, and, and boat maintenance and how to do, I mean, I didn't know any, I was, I was totally green. So, um, I was very fortunate. And so then through, through him and, and sort of like that whole summer of 2019, 2019, um, I met, I met Brad mm-hmm. and who's a, uh, you know, great guy, great fisherman and, works down there um, on the East Texas lakes. And um, I think going to make, try to make a big run next year. So, yeah. And, and their, and their buddy, Tony, who's, you know, also just a great fisherman, great guy. Um, 
and I just kind of got into this group of people that knew what they were doing when I didn't, you know. That and, and that, uh, that that's so that, it's necessary, right? No matter what you're doing, to I think so yeah. to lean on folks. Like there's there's no as men sometimes I think we're we're almost ashamed of that, right? You know what I mean? But I think that you have to whether it's music, what no matter what it is sports when you're growing, you have to have somebody show you kind of the 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 ropes. As much as I love the YouTube stuff, yeah, and, and the people that that run those deals, and they're you're like. But, like, what I figured out over time is that, like, you know, what they're doing is 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 really great, but it's also sort of dependent on where what fisheries they're at. Yes. And what the weather is and, what you know, what, like, what even what part of the country they're in, right. you know? Like, it's so much more intricate than, than I thought it was. So, I, you know, I held that summer, I'd sit there and... and watch those YouTube videos late at night and um, end up buying a bunch of stuff off a of tackle warehouse and it come <laughs> in. I sit there and try it you know, and, and just thinking it was going to be the key that unlocked the door. And, and what I figured out is that like, you, you know, like through my, my friends and then, and then their, you know, ability to teach me and my ability to learn, I figured out that like there are ways that I like to fish and lures that I like to use that are like, that I have a lot of confidence in. Yeah. And, it, and so then I started really loving, um, the, the sport. That, well, and I think, man, I see so many t- folks when they first get in it and, and this, I think this parallels music as well. It's that something's got to click for you that you like in it, or you've got to have a little bit of success. I see it like trying to teach my son how to play guitar. You got to yeah. have that moment when you hit that G chord that it just rings for you. You're not muting any strings. You know what I mean? You've got to have that moment where you have progress, and I think fishing is that way. You've got to go get a bite. You've got to go, oh, okay, if I do this with this chatterbait, then it clicks for you. This is what I've got to be doing everywhere I go, and that's so important to want to keep pursuing it, right, to stay after it. I think that that's awesome. So you said your favorite lures. I've got a really cliche question, but i got to ask. So what are your... Top three. What are the Ryan Engelman Turnpike Troubadour specials? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think the process of learning is still, you know, an effect or whatever. But like, I, I absolutely my favorite thing to throw ever in most every situation is a jig. Okay, yeah, my man. All right. I mean, I, I love it. I, I'll drag it. I'll hop it. I'll do what you know. I'll yeah. Skip it. I'll do anything like anything to get that bite so I can. Whack them in the face. The, there's I a mean, lot to be said it. for the slack line. That's what my favorite thing, slack lining one on a jig. Uh, yes. I fish it probably too much. We are, uh, too. whenever we do get to get in a boat together one of these days, I, we're going to get along fine because I like, I'm an old jig dragger. That's what I like to do. Uh, well, I, nothing wrong with it. It is my favorite thing. And I've, so I've been, um, so that, that's probably my number one deal. Um, yeah. I love, uh, Probably second to that. Uh, probably swimming like a, you know, a flashy swimmer with like a yeah. reaction innovations, like skinny dipper on there. Um, I found a lot of success with that. Of course, it's starting to get maybe into the a little too cold for that. Yeah, uh, it, this time of year, kind of. Di- now you throwing that around some vegetation or something on some of the lakes. I like I like to throw that thing over the top of some grass. 
Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And I, you know, um, yeah. We, you know what? I don't. We don't have a lot of grass around here, unfortunately. Y'all I mean, got too some, much rock. <laughs> man, we got rock and a lot of mud. Yeah. There's a lot of mud around here. <laughs> um, but like my home lake is. I mean, it's it's a mud hole, you know. But where there is structure, there's fish. And, oh yeah. And that that's kind of the the. Um, you know, it's it's once I figured that out, then it like sort of opened my eyes to like, okay, this is a great fishery, but it's different than, you know, um, than than a lot of lake, at least a lot of lakes that I was seeing people fish, like on like the uh, MLF stuff, or yeah, yeah, whatever, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, it just seemed like it was different because it's just it's like it's just a spot specific lake. You know, for sure, you well, can't go and fish the grass line down a bank. There's not grass. That's right. Well, and, and living in Oklahoma, and I know you said you ventured down like Lake Fork and all that. Like Fork is mm-hmm. a different animal than a ton of fisheries that are close to your house. So it is that that learning curve comes in where you're you're learning how to adapt. Maybe what you do learn at Lake Fork, but it's not going to be spot on where you can reciprocate it on some lake right. in uh, outside of Tulsa or Oklahoma City. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's all happen. Yeah. yeah, no, and and that's part of the cool thing, especially knowing Kyle and Brad and, and Tony and all those guys on, in East Texas is like, man, those like, it's like Fork and 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 Perky and like and um, oh Martin Creek and all the you know, yeah. there's, there, there's so much different than what is around me that like that I start again, I get engaged in the learning process. Yeah, which is is the deal, man. That's it, again, it's back to like having a purpose and like <clears throat> engaging your mind in something so that you don't falter and end up in a, in a bad mental place in life, you know? No, no so, doubt, no so doubt. going down there and like that, man, I went down there a couple months ago and, and I, um, and Brad was, was guiding a little bit. So I had to go out on my own and, you know, I'm a little fearful of, of fork. <laughs> it's because a monster. I don't, well, it's a, yeah, and, and he showed me some spots and whatever, but like, you know, I can drive my boat on Thunderbird, which is my home lake, I guess is what you call it, and there is not a single worry of me hitting something. I mean, it's a mud hole, you know. Yeah. You go out there, and it's like I'm trying to figure out where the next buoy is, so I don't wreck the boat on a stump. <laughs> I can't, you know, and That's hurt right. myself, hurt the boat or whatever, you know. <laughs> So he's guiding, and I go out to Perky, and it's like all grass. You know, it's I don't know if you ever fished it before, no, but it's I've like never fished it. It is to, It's it's a smaller lake. It's a power plant lake, and it's got it's got great fish in it, and it's but it's totally different. Like there's just no. I don't. I'm, I'm not accustomed to fishing grass. I hear about it all the time, and just not a lot of it around here. And it, so I'm out there fishing, and I'm fishing the banks. You know, I'm fishing on top of this grass. It's like, you know, 30 feet, 50 feet from the bank or yeah. whatever. And I caught a few, start to get kind of excited. Next day I go out there, whatever, call brass. Like, man, you know, like I see all these people way off the, <laughs> I mean, way off the bank. Like, you know, 150 yards off the bank. What am I doing? Like, because I feel kind of stupid out there. I'm still trying to, you know learn and yeah you know, i'm new to it and whatever and what are these people doing or how am i like how do i fish this deal and he said well you go out to the edge of the grass line and you're gonna drag something off of a drop shot or 
whatever it is. And as soon as it hits the edge of that grass line, you're just going to let it fall. You know? Uh, okay, well, I guess I'll try that. So I go out there and find the grass line. It's in 22 and a half feet of depth. It's where it stops. And the grass comes up to about seven and a half feet. So that's, what, 15 foot or whatever it is mm-hmm. worth of grass coming up and then whatever. So I get out there and, you know, start casting at it and dragging it and whatever, you know. But it's like, and, it, and catching, you know, starting to catch fish, starting to learn and starting to yeah. get, oh man, it's, it, I just, anyway, it's, that's, that's what it, my, since COVID, that's what been, uh, I've been trying to accomplish. And, and man, I think when you say having a purpose and, and, and you guys more than anybody, everybody's lives changed immediately in March of 2020. The world, you know, as we know, it will, will probably never be anywhere like we were used to it. And but touring musicians, especially, man, you guys and you, and you had already been had a lot of shake up in life, man. I mean, yeah, you, we, we talked the reckless gig. That's an incredible opportunity. But like Turnpike, you guys were rolling and then you guys come to a halt. So I know for you, man, I, I know how it would have been for me mentally you gotta you gotta find something so it's so cool to me and i know the folks listening that because you have so many heroes you guys the band i mean people live their life through songs man and and vicariously seeing you guys on the road and all that so i i think for for especially the fishing fans listening that are also turnpike fans that that's so cool that that our sport that really helped you like that. And it helps so many. It helps me anytime I can get in the boat, man. It's just, and you and I talked about that. It's like everything goes away, whether I'm catching them, whether I'm not, whatever, just being on the water. Um, there was a John Hyatt song years ago. My, my dad was a big John Hyatt guy growing, when I was growing up, and it kind of led me to my love of songwriting, honestly. He's listening to listen to guys like Hyatt, and, uh, and he used to just, Shove John Hyatt and Jackson Brown, those kind of guys. But he had a song called "The River Knows Your Name." When I was a kid, man, and it it basically talks about that. Like that's where you are home. It's when you're on the water and and or being right beside it. And it's always been that way for me. It's been a calming. It's been a now in the tournament world. And I think we talked about this too. In the tournament world, it's a little different. It's not as calm and relaxing sometimes because no. you're against the clock and obviously paying entry fees and you're you're missing home, but it does just make everything okay, though, man. Being on the on the water, so that's that's so cool to hear. And uh, I, I'm proud you're a, a, a bass fisherman of all things, dude. Because uh, I don't know, we got a, we got a small world, and I think the more folks like you and we got, I, I think you and I, I mentioned this other like guys like Billy Strings. He's out there waving the flag for bass fishing. Like, how cool yeah. is that? You guys are mainstream musicians. Because we are, a, we we like to think in the bass fishing world that we're huge, but we're not. <laughs> we're not. It's a we're a blip on the radar. So so uh, we're glad to have you in the family, son. Well, hell, I think um, I really believe that if more people knew what you get out of it, yeah, that it would be a lot bigger. And and maybe you know, there's some people that don't want it to be bigger. And including myself, maybe it's like, no, I want this. I want this for me. Like, you know, I don't want a hundred boats out on. The yeah, lake. I, want, I get it. I want to, 
you know. But but at the same time, what 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 I've gotten out of the deal has far exceeded the excessive amount of money I've had to spend on it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, hey, do you need me to edit that I, out so your wife doesn't hear, or does she know? No, she, she's no, fully no, aware. No, no. <laughs> she's, no, she's great. No, she's, she's like, been, you going back on the damn road anytime soon, Ryan? We're going to need you to get that telly back out and get the hell out of this bass boat. <laughs> no, she's no, she's been great. She knows that's exactly awesome. what it is. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's great. Uh, but um, it, it's just, that. and and you know, she she finds her own the same kind of piece and like from, from, from what she does. So, so yeah. it's like, she, she understands it and there's a, but man, what I've gotten out of it, there's no, I mean, there, it money is like not the, it's not, it doesn't, you know, doesn't um, enter into the equation because I, it really, really has, has, has saved me from, from some tougher times than they, than they even could have been, you know, that's, uh, Hey, that's you, you can't, uh, that's incredible, man. That and fishing is that way for so many people. You can't see me right now, but a uh, gigantic stink bug just landed on my microphones. This <laughs> it was hilarious. Right during a very nice. sentimental moment uh, when you were making a, an, an awesome point that fishing helped really, you know, keep you from uh, going down. So many people, man. I think that the divorce rate was up during COVID. Uh, sure I know alcohol yeah. sales were down through the. Listen, my wife and I. Full disclosure. I call my wife the triple threat here on uh, LBL, but Marissa D, everybody that listens has met her a time or two on here. But, uh, dude, she was she's a school teacher, so she's or college teaches at a college, and so she's home every day. And she's technologically challenged. She hates it uh, more so than me. And we're both here 365 days, right? Like you're in, and the kids are here. Yeah. It was a very tense situation oh, for a God, lot of yeah. people. So finding an outlet was so, so huge. Uh, so, Switching gears, we go from that to now. You may be leaving that bass boat at home uh, a little more in the future. We've got this big show announcement, and obviously, man, the online uh, Turnpike Troubadour fans community, whatever you want to call it, it, it's been it's been crazy, man. And I was reading yesterday the those Red Rock shows. They're already just you can forget getting tickets. Uh, how pumped are you to be going back to work? Um, you know, that, that, that's a complicated question (laughs) to be honest with you. I I understand. It really is. You know, like I think that I will look back on this whole COVID thing as, as a very stressful time, but to have been around, my eight-year-old son mm-hmm. for the past two years and, and really had time in, 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 a, in a really important time in his life for dad mm-hmm. when he's sort of, you know, attaching himself to me a little bit more. It, it's, it, I'm, I'm not conflicted in any other way about it except in that frame, mm-hmm. you know. As far you know, as far as the band goes, man, I, I am I couldn't be happier with where we're at and, and where we because of where we come from. Yeah. Like we, we it's you know that band is is from the ground up, you know, and and we really 
man, it just, we did a lot of stuff that we never thought we'd get the opportunity to do. And, um, that, that particular band, it has my heart and soul. Yeah, man. And, and, and so do the guys in it, you know, it, it, um, it, you know, it, it just, it, it just means, it means I would put up what it means to me against what it means to everybody else. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, I love that band just as much as any fan we've ever had or yeah. as much as they do and, and as much as the rest of the guys in the band. I, um, it means a lot to me. And, and, and so to have that part of my life back is um, is beyond you know it's beyond explanation how mm-hmm. how, how much that means to me well, it, it really is and to have man that just to be able to be around my my friends and my brothers your my brothers family, yeah man your brothers yeah, I'm, they, we've been through yeah. a lot hell and know? back man and that's that's what happens on the road Yes. It, whether yeah. everybody knows your name or not, right? Like that road, the, the, if, if you've never been in a band, a lot of y'all listening, and I, I've been fortunate enough to, to be in some, obviously nothing like the Turnpike Troubadours. I spent a lot of time riding around with three or four of my best friends, my brothers, and you go through shit. <laughs> you do. Yep. Like you just, and, and, and you guys have been through it publicly. You've been through it privately. And, to, and, and you guys were like this gigantic you know, meteor coming at country music with this huge following. And then, and then you had to take the hiatus, man. And I know I I just, I have to, I have to think that I know what that would feel like to just have that ripped out from under you almost. You know, I think the deal for me was, is it like, so let's see, we're looking at 2019 for, COVID, I the timing, just like everybody else, can't remember what day it is anymore. Yeah. Or what year something happened in, for that matter. But, but like I, so I had lost my dad and my brother mm-hmm. in December of, would have been 2017, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't, yeah, 2017. I think that's right. And then six months later, you know, our, the band had to go on hiatus. And so it's like, all of this stuff happened so quickly um, that that was like life changing and not necessarily in the in the best mm-hmm. sense. And so, you know, again, you know, keep hate to keep harping on this, but like, you know, I I didn't want to focus on the negative stuff. Mm-hmm. I just needed something to focus on that was positive. So we're back to having a purpose in life. Having you know? the fishing, really, thing, man. Man. yeah, so, yeah. But but uh. Man, getting back to where like I get a part of that and a big part of that back, mm-hmm. you know, where where I get, um, you know, where I feel like I get my band back is man, that's man, that's huge. Dude, and, and to have the kind of response that we've had, oh my gosh, yeah, that's what I was gonna say, dude. How great does that feel? Like it's man, it, it's overwhelming because I think all of us. You get this ego thing, whether it's fishing, no matter what. Like, if you decide to take a break, like, breaks are good. 
Like they're good. I, I've slowed way down on social media this fall. Had some stuff go on personally live. Just like you know what I mean. And I stepped away, not making as many videos. I still, you know, committed to doing a weekly podcast. But like, dude, breaks are okay. Like it's it's a good thing. And yeah, it, right. it, it. But for you guys in music, everything moves so fast. This content driven world. I know yeah. even for you guys who are immensely popular, you do have that in the back of your mind. Like, well, if we do get this back on the tracks. If we do decide this is how we all want to continue as the Troubadours, will anybody show up? And, dude, they've yeah. gone nuts. Like they're losing it, their minds, myself included. It's, yeah, it, <laughs> yeah, incredible, no, like that, that's great. I mean, how, yeah, how, I mean, how blessed can you be to, to, you know, step away for almost three years and yeah. come back and, and it feels like the band's even bigger than it ever was? Yes. I mean, like what kind of – how fortunate can – can you can you be you know and and so but you know I, I think you know at least for me like I've 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 got some really really great friends and 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 they have been and this is the, I've been friends with these guys for twenty years plus you know mm-hmm. thirty years whatever but like they are kind of my um, my go to when it when it comes to like getting a bead on, on the culture or the culture, uh, surrounding, you know, the, the turnpike troubadour. So they, as through, as through, we were going through all this stuff and the band had been on hiatus and there's COVID and all this stuff. And all I'm hearing from those guys when it comes to, uh, the troubadours is that, man, I, your band's bigger than it was <laughs> when you guys were together, <laughs> which is crazy. That's you awesome. Know? And 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 then here here we are today, where we you know put out these Red Rock shows and and uh, announce them, and uh, I mean they just they just sell out in minutes. And, and unfortunately, you know, I think there's a lot of people that are upset. Yeah. And and I've, and 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 I, you know, I think we we hear those people, but you know, demand is so high; it's hard to it's hard to to meet it right now. You yeah. know. And, but you added think, a second show because it of it, right? Just because of the yeah. demand. You guys are going two shows. Yes. And um, and uh, unfortunately, I don't think that's going to meet the demand either. But, uh, you know. <laughs> you may have but, to do, you know, <laughs> guys may have to do like six in one day. Just, yeah, hey, or four-hour yeah. gigs, let the crowds alternate at some point. I don't know. Go back to the bar gig days. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just at Red Rocks. Hey, excuse me, Mr. Red Rocks, we're just going to play uh, three or four shows today. Uh, like those county fair gigs, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you play right, an hour yeah. and a half, then you got to tear your set down, and then <laughs> somebody else plays, yeah. then you got to set back up. <laughs> the old casino gig, yeah, that's, that's right, that's right. You gonna play, you gonna play four sets. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> that's yep. you guys at Red Rocks for sure, and and people would lose their minds. Uh, just go play every record. Just play every every uh, every show is just one of the albums. That'll work. People will, will never forget it, man. Uh, yeah, that'd be a cool concept. It, I love, it would I love be like that. Yeah, yeah, I saw Sturgill. We, you and I talked about Sturgill uh, not too long ago, and I saw Sturgill do that on the Sailor's Guide uh, yeah. tour in Nashville yeah. at the Rhyme, and it was such a cool show because he just played it, you know, start to finish as as you're supposed to, uh, you know, 
take that one in. And then he played, you know, other one-offs after that. But it was cool. He was not going to bend from that. And it was uh, his first show I'd ever been to like that. It was, it was super cool. Uh, I, I've never been to a show like that, but I'd love to. Oh, it was it was amazing. My wife and I uh, got to see that at the Ryman a few years ago in Nashville, and it was, uh, it was a special, special night. So I've got, I asked you top lures. I got to ask you this. If you could pick three – uh, three albums. What are your mm. three? What are Ryan Engelman's? Like, okay, oh these are and and dude, you're probably like me. I'm super ADD about everything, obviously. <laughs> but when it comes to music, I'm like, I, I change. You know, I've always got my fallbacks. Like, you guys are always going to be on shuffle, reckless, uh, always. Uh, but I, I I move a lot of things in and out too, right? So that my my top three change constantly. I feel like. Uh, but what are those just like, you know what? You're never getting these out of my hands. Man, I, that's a tough question. Uh, yeah, it's, no, it's loaded as hell. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> I, I'll, give you, I'll give you a few, and I'll, I'll reserve the right to change it at any point. Yes, where, I'm with that. You know, I'm with that. Man, uh, you know, it, I, one of my all-time favorite records for sure. I mean, I, you know. I go in and out for months and months, but I always come back to certain records. Yep. You know, and and I love finding those records. I think that that's like, I hate the idea of people going to like just releasing singles. Yes, it makes me, drives me nuts. I think, I think that like that's the wrong, I mean, maybe it's the right path as far as the way the world's going and yeah. how people are just like engaged immediately and then disengage immediately. Like, you know, but, but I love a snapshot in time of, yes. you know, of art, you know, not, not just like one song, but I want to see where they're at, you know, not only like as, a, as songwriters, but like as players and mm-hmm. the whole, it's the, the whole thing together. And, and so, you know, when I, when I come across just like you, um, when I come across a record that I that I really love, it's like, man, that's timeless. Like, yes. I will always love this record. And, um, you know, just off the top of my head, you know, man, there, there, there's a. Uh, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to look real quick and just make sure I don't <laughs> quote it wrong because I'd hate to hate to end up on your podcast like an idiot. That's what he's talking about. Uh, no, you, you know too many folks in the business. You're just scared of pissing somebody off. <laughs> See, that's me and fishing right there. I'm like, I'm this guy's the greatest fisherman off. ever. <laughs> no, he's he's dead and gone, so it don't really matter. Okay, uh, good. We're not going to yeah. get any comments from this particular person. <laughs> well, right? Yeah, no. Uh, but there's man, there's a there's a George Jones record called "I Am What I Am." I yeah. think it was his 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 comeback record. You know. Um that I just love, man. I, I mean, it's just so well played and sang and, and meant and, um, man, I love, I just love it. And I'll go back to it all the time. Yes. You know, um, there's so many, like, you know, I'll listen to it. And I'll have it on the stereo at home and my wife will be like, why are you so sad? <laughs> you know, I'm, like, I'm not sad. I just love the, just pulls it out of you, dude. Yeah. It pulls it out yeah. of you. As it should. Yeah. So, and um, man, there's some there's some great Merle Haggard records. There's a oh ton of gosh. Um, the the ones that I've really kind of uh, adhere to are, are the ones where uh, Red Volkert's on, and he was yes. he was kind of the the guy that came in. Um, 
on, um, I think they did the, the, the live at Billy Bob's, the uh, motorcycle cowboy record mm-hmm. first. But then he did um, the one, the Blaze Foley uh, record that was like his kind of his comeback record, I think. It's, it's what I was told. And I don't, you know, hell, I'm, 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 there are people that are more adept at the, the history of this stuff. But, um, but the, it's like an only fly record. Oh, and he yes. played some just great guitar on it. Um, just, I mean, I, I love that guy. He doesn't even know it. But I love that guy and his guitar playing so much that, um, that just because it's so much, um, it's so much different than what everybody seems to be doing. Mm-hmm. You're, you're like, you know, there's really fat, like, um, you know, Brent Mason and, and Brad Paisley and these like huge like guitar names. Yep. But 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 n- neither one of those guys, as great as they are, sound like Red. Who sounds different than everybody else? Yep. And I'm I'm always attracted to that kind of thing. Yeah, and and yeah. Mason and Paisley do their thing, like they're, they're, oh, they're but, so but, and you can pick it out right, like immediately, like you can be like, oh yeah, that's Mason, almost yep. immediately. But but and you're you, right. You can pick out people that are trying to sound like them <laughs> for sure, you know, for sure. Hell, you can quick. even buy your Brent Mason hotwired pedal to make you sound. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> The overdrive pedal, just to sound just like, and I bought one of those and didn't sound anything like him. Uh, <laughs> nobody was surprised. <laughs> nobody was surprised. <laughs> hey, I've been down that road, buddy. <laughs> Trust me, he, uh, yep. man, he's that guy. That guy's a monster. But, but I, I get that when somebody takes the exact same, whether it's a guitar type, we get used to this certain telly sound. I feel like mm-hmm. from so many people, and when somebody can make that just sound a little different. It's uh, it is a beautiful thing, man, and it and it does draw you in. I, I would say that about everybody plays the slide, right? There's so many slide players, but I'm like that with. I mean, and people are gonna say, well, yeah, uh, of course you are. Uh, this is an easy answer, but like Derek Trucks, like the, yeah. what he does yeah. with a slide is just not human. It's no, just and not. You know it when you hear it. Yeah, you know it's here. absolutely, yeah. man. And it's like listening to those old old Allman Brothers records with Dwayne. I mean, you could spot Dwayne like when he played on the Derek and the Domino stuff. I mean, you could just hear it was Dwayne, but it, that's how it is with with Derek, man. It's just like it just slaps you right in the face if he's sitting in with somebody, whatever. But um, it, it's it's so cool how music does that, man, and and in in particular musicians um, how they can stand what, out. Yeah, and that's you know that's the. Uh... I think that's the best part of the art of it all. Yes. You know, is, is the voice, you know, and, and not everybody has the kind of talent um, for singing songwriting that say like Evan Felker does. Yeah. Yeah, man. You know, but, but like you can see the beauty in the, the people. Um, like, I think what I'm trying to say is like the singing and the songwriting and the, the like storytelling and, mm-hmm. and the like point making, all that stuff is like, front and center as it should be yep and it's it's like when it's good it's good and when it's great it's great and when it's bad it's pretty pretty bad <laughs> you know and, and, that, and everybody but like there's beauty in in, in the instrumentation too yes. and, and and um and that that's really you know i'm i'm really bad about he- listening to a song and hearing it i might hear it 20 times and i couldn't tell you i couldn't tell you what it, the song was about at all but but I can tell you, you know what I think about the playing. Yeah, 
And I could tell you whether it's, you know, I think it's a good song or not. It's yeah. just a matter of opinion. But, I, you know, as far as storytelling and stuff, that's just not my... That, that's why I had that on my nose to ask you. Are you a, are you a lyrics guy? Because you play, no. you know, you play these hot freaking telly licks on these songs. And you're right. Felker is that guy. Your band is, uh, and I wanted to ask you another thing about like the songwriting process with you guys, but he sure. is this storyteller. That's what he is. And you have these singer-songwriter-esque lyrics with this big-ass band. That's what makes the Troubadours so cool. But I wanted to ask you that. Are you so you answered that for me there? So you you're like every other lead player that I know. That's <laughs> where, they're like, right. where they're like, oh yeah, I, I, I've got a fiddler that's played with me forever. Is one of my best friends, Shannon Wheeler. Shout out Shannon. And uh, Shannon will be like, man, I didn't even hear what that damn song said. But did you hear that fiddle lick? <laughs> and yeah, I'll be like, yeah. did you hear those? Did you like Good Lord? I played him Good Lord Lori. He, he had never heard the Troubadours a few years ago. And I'm like, hey, check this out. Because lyrically, that's one of my, um, and it's one of everybody's favorites. But I'm like, he's like, dude, I just like the fiddle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, no, freaking man, seriously? So- Listen to the story. It's amazing. He's like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> it's weird how that works. It and is, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's just something about, yeah. They but that's what's special about music, though, right? Everybody finds what gets them moving or motivated, yeah. whatever the case is. I'm a lyrics guy. I don't mind being sad. I'm cool with it. Put on a more yeah. John Moreland album. I'm I'm good. Give me a whiskey. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm yeah. not afraid yeah. to get in the feels. I love it. Yeah, I absolutely I, love it. There's, there's so, yeah, there's so much. That, but, you know, man, kind of back to, like, records that are, great i think the great records are the ones where like you may listen to them for 10 years mm-hmm. and then on that 10th year you notice something that you never noticed before yes you know especially like i don't know how like uh, like a listener that isn't a musician like hears it but like mm-hmm. i'll hear things that are just like you know, they just that just pop out of like, man, I've been listening to this song a hundred times, yep, two hundred, a thousand times, whatever. It's like I never noticed that thing, and that is really neat. What what that person chose to do at the time. So yeah, I find I I find uh, I like I hear production things different when I listen to yeah. something for a long time, or I hear a harmony part that I didn't catch. Like so, you're like, oh crap, that was so and so saying that. I've never noticed how he sang that, or um, how somebody emphasizes a, a lyric, or. I, I don't know, or a line that you don't catch. Like some of my favorite yeah, songs, yep. like I'm a prime nut. And after John uh, sure. passed away last year, I just went on this crazy prime binge at the house. And it's funny, like even in those famous songs, the little, the lines you missed over the years, when you really dig in that you're like, this was more brilliant than the damn hook. You know that's what I mean? What, the, the, that's the, what makes a great songwriter. Yes, though, man. It's like yes. It's the intricacies and the, the, yes. the like, the the subtleties and stuff. And like, you know, I, I get that with Evan all the time. You know, I, I feel like like he's got so much of that stuff going on, and you know, oh yeah, just you know, and it's like you know, they're not my songs, so I can be a fan. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it allows me to like. To, to to really just like sort of like look at it like everybody else looks at it. Yeah. Like I am a fan of his 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 songs just because of those kind of reasons where it's like man, I think the story is great and it, like the like it's something that is maybe different. Nobody's ever really like written about. He's always looking for real life, oh, you yeah. know, examples and like things that his 
people have gone through and, and real things, you know, not, not, you know, if it's Friday night, I'm going to go sit on the back of my truck and drink a beer. Yeah, and yeah. It's not yeah. that, that shit. This is like yeah. things that real people have been through, you know, and, and that, that's art. And then it's recurring not, characters, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's incredible. The, the, the storytelling ability the guy's got. Absolutely. And, and, and I think that, you know, again, it's, man, I get to be a fan just that's, like everybody that's else. That's so just, cool, man. The only difference is, is that I, you know, I, I get to create art, create art with him. And that, that's, you know, it's one of the reasons why it's, you know, one of my favorite bands. No doubt. What, you know, what is your favorite lick to play in the Troubadours? What's yours when, when you see it on the set, when you guys decide to set and like when you're putting together this, what I'm sure will be epic Red Rocks two nights what, what do you get geeked up when you're like all right we we doing this one tonight uh i'll tell you i'll tell you the song i get geeked up about is is the house fire yes i just love i love the story he wrote it about uh people that he knew that had three houses burned down jeez and uh and i just think it's a a great greatly like musically it's uh, to me it's really great yeah you know, like the arrangement's great and like lyrically it's it just it's all there for me now but i will say that like my favorite songs are the ones where i don't have to play that because <laughs> then i get to look out at the crowd yeah and take song, it in and I, don't have to, like, I don't have to have any anxiety about playing a big fast solo or like any, you know like seven and seven where you just it's all you baby <laughs> especially well, in the beginning <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and that's not. I mean, that that that, that particular song isn't very hard to play. No, no, to, but it's but iconic. But, that lick is just you know you know it's coming right. Like that's that's how it kicks off. That, man, that's the deal about guitar playing. And I try to. I've, I've given some lessons to some people over COVID and stuff, and uh, that's what I've tried to to uh, emphasize. Is that man? It's not playing licks. It's not you know, playing as fast as you can. It's not mm-hmm. any of that stuff. And it's a hard lesson to learn. And I try to learn it more and more as time goes on. But like, it's about giving the song a theme where mm-hmm. when you hear that song come on, you know exactly what song yeah. that is. And that, that, and, and you're defining the song in a way that, 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 that a songwriter can't, and, you know? Yeah. And leaving that positive mark, not, you know, with guitar players, I think, you would agree the biggest mistake most guitar players make is they play too damn much. You know, yes. even lead players, you got to, you add what you add. And when you get that, and depending on, and I think that depends on the kind of band you're in too, right? You know, um, if you're in, in Tedeschi trucks, yeah, you're going to play for 30 minutes on one song. <laughs> and yeah. The more jam band style stuff. But I think what you add, man, is so tasteful, but it just, it's, it's very, it just jumps out at you too. Like those sounds they've got, um, on all the songs with the with your telly, dude. It's uh, it's it's good stuff. It's good stuff. It just it accompanies that storytelling so well, and all you guys do. I, every every one of you do. It's it's uh, yeah. it's why you are who you are. Well, I think yeah. I mean, I think we've been after individually and, and as a group something for a long time. And and I, you know, I again just like fishing. It ain't no different. Like I, I spent. I'm still working on it. You know, I'm yeah. still working on being more tasteful and figuring it out. You know, there was a time when I was I was younger, and um, I'm pretty young still. 
leave that out there. <laughs> yeah, old. we're not in our forties, ladies and gentlemen. No, no, we're still no. young, damn it. But but there was a time where it was like, you know, I really wanted to show out and I really wanted to prove yeah. something. And like, man, all I want to prove now is that like I I can um accompany somebody better than than I used to could. Or, you know, like I could be more tasteful. I can play less. I can play and when you play less, everything that you play means more. Mm-hmm. And and that's the deal. So, um, but but I think you know as as a as a unit, like everybody's sort of working towards the same thing, or um, you know, as it's just a you know as as musicians that that are, are lifelong learners. And I think that also that like our last the last record we did, um, Longway record was like an indication of like that. Mm-hmm. Because I think, like musically and and so, like songwriting and the music came together, um, you know, came got 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 in alignment a little bit better than it had, mm-hmm. you know, on previous records. And I I think that record is, you know, I think it's the best we've done to this point, and I, I hope to continue that learning process with everybody. Yeah, yeah, I know, and I know you guys will, man. I think. Like you said, with an album, you get that how each musician's changing, how they're evolving, how the songwriting. So I can't wait to see what's next for you guys because there's one thing about songwriters um, when they go through what you guys have been through, <laughs> yeah. and then you get a break, and then the world melts down. I'm sure there's some songs that have been written in the last few years. Well, uh, you would, you know, you would think, yeah, <laughs> you would think, you would think so for sure, especially yeah. with an adept. Somebody that's adept at, 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 you know, seeing the world for for what it is through mm-hmm. through the through the lens of somebody that you know, you know can like communicate that to people. Yes, and, yeah. and that that's the that's the that that is the talent to me. It's like um, breaking it down. Well, I'm being able to convey it in a way that's not like you said. I'm on the bed of the pickup truck, drinking beer, smoking a joint. Uh, right. You know what I mean in a in a very intelligent way and not forced. Like you can write something about how you see the world, but it's not forced. Like Willie Braun's always been very good at that. He's got yep. political yep. songs. He's got you know quote protest songs, but like people that probably don't align with him politically sing them word for word and don't even realize right. it. You know that's, what I'm saying? It's a beauty. It's a beauty in it. Well, that's that's me too, though. I mean, it's like. Um... I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that Willie and I are aligned politically. Yeah, like, yeah, at all. You yeah, know? but I have so much. I have so much like respect for that man and and their band and like as as artists, um, you know. And I and, and a little bit too is like, um, man. As, as I get older and and especially with like the past couple of elections, um. And I give up. I'm giving. I gave up on all that stuff. I really did. You know? I, I don't get have. It. I, I get I, it. I was real passionate for a long time and had some very like knee jerk reactions to people's yeah. opinions that yeah. didn't align with mine. But man, I'm old. That 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 stuff separates people, and that is not what I'm about nah. anymore. So, well, and I think uh, that that man, we we've gotten to a place, especially with social media, that people just. I don't know. I never needed to know what my neighbor thought about anything. 
other than, hey, hey, John, what's up, man? You want to come over and have a beer, have a steak? You know what? We're yeah. grilling out. And you really didn't talk about that. Like I grew up in a world in southern middle Tennessee where it's like my dad used to always say, and it's cliches is all get out. But it's like you don't talk about religion. You don't talk about politics. Yep. You know, yep. and that was just kind of common courtesy, right? Yep. And uh, now everybody talks about both all the time <laughs> publicly. A, like they'll post it. Like I think you're an idiot because you don't believe what I do. It's, well, it's personally wild. attacking people. Yeah, yeah that's what you're saying, man. It ain't. It's not having a discussion. It's it's yeah. You're, Sad, you're man. effing wrong, and I'm yeah. you know <laughs> yeah. Here's how, and you know whatever. But and man, I, I I'm not playing that game anymore. No, and I'm I think I, I got there. I got there not even politically, but musically for a long time, man. Uh, and you, and I know you know exactly where I'll take this, but it's like yeah. we're saying the tailgate beer drinking whatever. It's yeah. not for me, but at the right. same time, it's for some people, and that's and that doesn't make me like if that is how they enjoy music and that's the type of music they enjoy, then so be it. I heard Steve Earle said, um, and and you know Steve Earle might as well have a Bible. In my opinion, right. okay, because yep. of the quotes Same. that that man has had, and he is uh, will always be larger than life to me. But he was on the Jack Ingram podcast. I was doing some road tripping this week for work, and I was listening, and Steve said, you know what? I don't get to say what country music is anymore. He's like, everybody wants to say this ain't country and that ain't country. He goes, guess what? They're the ones in charge of it now, so be it. And he told a story when Guitar Town went number one, he was playing in Las Vegas, and it was one of those dance hall kind of places. And these, this guy had came by and yelled at him four different times, play something country, play something country. And he said he stopped the band and said, hey, big guy, I got the number one country record in America right now. This week, I get to say what's country. <laughs> and I was like, my God, that is like the best thing ever. But it's true, uh, yeah. man. So That sounds like, yeah. That yeah. sounds like Steve, right? It does, yeah. <laughs> so, classic Steve Earl. But yeah, man, I think that uh, we all just, I don't know, we kind of need to, the, the old saying, stay in your lane a little bit, I guess. It would make us all get along a little better, I think, these days. Yeah, no, for sure. And, I, you know, I mean... I think my position on it may be just that, like, I think there's there's better art out there. Yes. Oh, not that for, you not for that you sure. Can't something that's that's you know face value and like for sure. You know, a little bit more um, surface yeah. based, but like, but I because there's value in that too. But I, but I do believe that there's like um, art out there with with a deeper. Meaning, and I'm not saying that the troubadours are the thing, you know, like that that we somehow, you know, whatever. We just are what we are. But, but I, you know, I'm I'm a huge Slayer fan. Yeah, I love. I was going to ask what would surprise the fans. Okay, so Slayer, it is. Oh my God, High on Fire and Slayer, and like I love raw, authentic art, and and on any on any platform, and. uh you know, I just, you know, uh, I'm sure there's um, a way in in the metal community or whatever, there's there's probably the same thing going on no, as there is that, in, in other genres of music. Yes. It's an argument as old as time, dude, when it comes yeah, to music. Just, it's just what I like. You yeah. know, I like I like stuff that, that that's more um, in the dirt. You know? Yeah. Yeah. In that old yeah. red dirt. 
<laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, whatever, that's right. You know, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, whatever you so, want to call. It. Does it? Does that drive you guys crazy? The red dirt thing? Because I feel like everything almost west of the Mississippi anymore kind of gets dumped into that quote genre. And I, I just, I've, I've always wondered, like, is that, because I mean, obviously that's a, the red dirt is kind of an Oklahoma thing, right? For me. Um, and I feel like if you start a band in Texas, Oklahoma, anything out there, you're just automatically red dirt. And I don't think that's the case. Right. Yeah. No, it's not. And I think that, um, so our bass player, RC, mm-hmm. uh, RC's, and he may have stole it. I don't know, but I'm going to give him credit because <laughs> I love him. Do it. His his whole deal on it is, you know, the, you know, red dirt is not a genre; it is a location. Mm-hmm. It's a it's it's about where the music is made, like more than it is about what music is made. And I think that that has some merit for sure. Yeah, you know, there is like you've got Boland and you've got um, <laughs> Ragweed and you've got you know McClure and you've got you've got Fulbright and you've got all these. Got it, and I'm not trying to leave anybody out. So if I do, you know, forgive me. I'm not trying to. That happens it, weekly on this podcast. When you start naming people, you just you just know. begging for trouble. <laughs> should should shouldn't name it's it. It's okay though. <laughs> but, but yeah, no. But but you've got all these. I mean, them and others. You got you got you got these guys that are you know Oklahoma guys that are all probably under one umbrella somehow that is red dirt. Um. And then you've got all these great Texas bands too, you know, and yeah. there's this sort of line in the sand a little bit and there kind of isn't because it's kind of blurred, but like, it is like there's this Texas country and then there's these Oklahoma bands, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, and they're all good. It, it doesn't matter, you know, call it whatever you want. It don't matter. As it's long easy. as you're listening, as long as you're showing up, you know, well, as long as it's good, as you long know, as, long as, as it's, it's good, well, call it whatever. Yeah. Well made. Yeah, I, mean, I I hate when somebody is writing songs in particular. Like when people are like, "Oh, you're country." I'm like, "No, I'm just whatever. I'm whatever it is." Like if it comes out like, "Listen, I'm yeah. a '90s grunge rock kid and a '90s country kid, and I love Haggard, and I love the yeah. Allman Brothers, and I, you know what I mean." So I'm like, "Call it whatever you want to call it," but I'll also be listening to Outcast later today. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, like no, one hundred percent. That's my yeah. brain right there. So I'll be stealing stuff from whatever corner <laughs> yeah, I can find to steal exactly it from. Exactly right. Uh, I love I love the Queens of the Stone Age. Yes, something off of that. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna do it. Yes, because you know? I think there's somebody that like that that whole band is just so amazing no. to me. Especially like you look up like their old. Like when they toured Europe for the first their first run to Europe, and it's like smaller shows and like you know whatever. And that, um, I don't know. They just get. The, I, I love that band. No, they're they're that, fantastic. Yeah, and um, so yeah, I, I mean, it's just uh, good art is good art. Period. That's that's I mean. right, and and uh, you know the end user gets to decide how they uh, how they approach it if they like. Guitar licks, we're okay with it, and if they like words, we're okay with it too, right? Sure, <laughs> as long as, you're, long as you're listening, we music's for uh, music's for everybody. Well, dude, I I can't thank you enough for coming on uh, and spending spending this much time with us. We I uh, I took credit, and this is before I got to know you a little bit. I took credit for the Troubadours reunion, so I want to go ahead and say that uh, I <laughs> I'm had. Glad a fr- I got somebody to blame. Yeah, you got you got me. <laughs> Uh, so this little, the little fishing podcast here, uh, I had a guest on a friend of mine, Christine Fisher, who is a, uh, badass 
tournament kayak angler. She just won their their big championship tournament of champions. Won thirty five grand, and uh, she she kicks a lot of ass, takes a lot of names, but she wears a turnpike troubadours hat a lot, and it's something that. Uh, she and I always talk about she she's a gigantic Troubadours fan and I had her on the week that you guys like the teaser picture went up the new band pick and yeah. we started the interview with hey congrats on your tournament but more importantly Turnpike are they getting back together so <laughs> the announcement by the time the episode uploads you guys have made the Red Rocks announcement and I made a post on my Instagram story that says you're welcome <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> ladies and gentlemen if you pay attention to the to the podcast you're welcome uh i have zero connection to turnpike troubadours but i, I made this happen <laughs> well, so man, so thank I you mean, for coming you on do. and solidifying yeah thank you for solidifying that i'm i'm in charge of the reunion uh all you fans can send you can venmo me uh christmas gifts of appreciation that these boys are uh are dusting the strings off and fixing to get back after it <laughs> Be careful if it all falls apart because you'll be to blame too. You know what? There's something beautiful in that too, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's something. Yeah, there, there's some beauty in that, man. Uh, I, I hope that I hope that doesn't happen. I hope you guys are playing to your old and gray. Listen, I, I told you, my all my guys that I've played with for years are they're a little bit older than me, four or five years. I like to give them hell, and uh, I was telling you last week, we we played our first show in a very long time at a place that's way too bougie for us. Um, beautiful yeah. venue, and I hope we get to come back but uh, and play there again. But uh, we're dusting off the strings, and I'm like, damn, we're old, man. Because <laughs> we used to hit it hard like eight years ago. We don't anymore, and I'm like, damn, this is uh, – this stuff really takes its toll. And I thought, could I be one of those bands that just plays into this? Like the Black Crows, they're in their 50s having reunion tours. I'm like, I don't, I mean, can I be a rock star then? I don't know. Uh, but then I got on stage and I was like, yes, yes, I could do this till <laughs> I'm 80. I'm good easy, with it. Yeah. Easy to go back to. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I got, a, I told my wife, I, I told my wife, I said, uh, the monster has been created again. It's not good, honey. And she's like, oh, she's like, oh, I saw it. <laughs> she's like, I saw it. I've watched you enough over the years. I saw it coming out. I was like, yeah, yeah. It's so uh, so, so. When when's your next? Game? I don't know. I, I'm I'm uh, I'm supposed to be playing a songwriters round in Nashville in January. Uh, not sure full band wide. My guys just you know we're just all got old and kids and uh, coaching sports. Yeah, oh, man. And and we all have full time gigs. Um, you know, and, and I know this is something I wanted to touch on before I let you go. Sure. And I feel like it's important and something that, that the reason I wanted to have you on, not just the fishing thing and the turnpike thing, but man, there are so, so many parallels to being a pro bass fisherman and a touring musician, because I think people see, I say this all the time on here about on the pro fishing side, they see cardboard checks, they see cool wrap boats, they see jerseys and they think it's just, you know money in the bank and it's the same where some guys see man you guys got five million views on a youtube video for good lord lori or whatever and they think it's just this streets paved with gold but if you guys aren't on the road anymore that is how you have to make a living in the music industry there's there are no hit records that pay the bills right well so, yes you have no. to like, grind. I think, yeah yeah i mean you know i think first of all it's like Kind of like look if you look at music like or uh the music career as like you look as I looked at like 
YouTube videos of lures from mm-hmm. a year ago, or a year and a half ago. It's like, oh, all you got to do is grab, you know, buy <laughs> yeah. these lures and, you know, run them, you know, this deep and whatever, yeah. and you're in the money. Man, it ain't that. That's that's very short-sighted. Yeah. You know? Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's blood, sweat, and tears, you know? That's, that's, that's what, it. That's what makes that stuff happen. That. You know, there are no sh- shortcuts. I mean, I think YouTube and, and social media and stuff has definitely, like, helped that happen. But, um, I don't know where I come from. It's grinding. Well, re- and real is real, right? Real is real. Like, you can get on, yeah. you can fake some notes, you can do whatever. Uh, and there are people that blow up on, on YouTube and different things anymore. But yeah. there's no substitute for the connection you guys give an audience um from just grinding for years and years and years man and i i think that like you said there's no substitute for hard work and it doesn't matter whether that is pro fishing there's a there's a or, or being on the road i know you guys have done the van days you've done the not knowing where you're going to sleep hoping you got gas money to get to the next gig days um you know gigs where you open for somebody and nobody cares and gigs where you Playing damn Red Rocks, <laughs> and yeah. people and, can't and, get and enough. I'm, I'm sure there's I mean, there's a lot. Of, there's got. I mean, I know there is it like because I've talked to guys that are doing it or or Chasing have done it, it or yeah. are trying to do it or whatever. Like it's like it's very. But there are so many parallels. Just in, but maybe minus the the fact that like you know I had four other guys around me doing the same thing mm-hmm. plus you know another group member or whatever in a van. But like man, the travel the the being away from your family the you know the amount of time that you have to consume to get you know your dream to come to fruition is is very very similar and the highs and lows the highs are higher than any high losing Mm -hmm. and failing yeah yeah all that stuff when everything comes together with a crowd on stage there's no feeling like it it's just like a a pattern coming together in a fishing tournament christine fisher and i talked about this there's no better feeling to me than going to a lake I've never been to and things start to click. And I go, oh, they're on these secondary points doing this with this bait, blah, blah, blah. And then you start running it all over the lake and boom, 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 you're getting bit. The same thing, it's different, but it is the same feeling for me, fulfilling. And when everything clicks on stage, but you also have (laughs) the other end of that spectrum where you're getting your teeth kicked in by the fish, by the other competitors, sure. or nine people show up to a damn gig. I don't think you guys have that problem anymore, but you've been there. Oh, but we Everybody have. Everybody has. Yeah, you've oh, been yeah. there, man. No, we've been we've been we've been cussed by bar owners that paid us X amount of money that nobody yeah. showed up. You know, yeah. and we failed for a, a bunch. You know, a ton. Yeah. And yeah, we we. I mean, that's how you. But that's how you learn. That's I mean, how you learn. That's how you get better. You it's how you get better and uh, and and makes you the guys that survive it, the guys that stick with it, are are the ones that should end up on top. And uh, Ryan Engelman and the Turnpike Troubadours, you guys are uh, your way up there, buddy. I, I appreciate the hell out of you, man. I appreciate you having me on, man. I think it's it's such a great opportunity to like for some for for something that really has saved me in the past two years to like sort of be be a part of. Um, your podcast and community man yeah Yeah. like yeah like you know i feel very attached to 
to, even though I know nothing about it, but to that community. Yeah. And and I really want to be a part of it because it, it it means a lot to me, like not just because I love fishing, but because, man, it just, it saved me from a lot of strife, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I, I've got a, I've got a huge respect for it and the people that do it and the people that, you know, I mean, love it just as much as anybody loves music. Same deal. Like they love it to the point they create, you know, tackle companies or they create, you know, podcasts or, yeah. they, or they go out there and they do it professionally or they, you know, they just want to be a part of it. You know, we're all obsessed, and, man. We're all obsessed yes. with, with, um, with whatever we uh, get into in life, I've been fortunate that for me, it's been a lot of fun because it's been music and fishing since I was a kid, man. Man, you got a yeah, you got a made. You, yeah. you pick, you checked a couple of boxes, right? That, yeah, I, I definitely. Uh, I, I like to think that I did. And when I go out one of these days, I, I feel like I have, uh, I have been around great folks that share the same love. Like you said, you're a part of the community now, man. Like this bass fishing world, you'll find you guys have so many fans in it that that knowing that. Ryan loves bass fishing and it saved him. I, I, man, it's, it's such a cool story and I'm honored to be able to, to tell it right here on low budget live. And I have to get recorded evidence. I say this to people all the time on here. We're going to do some fishing this spring details to be announced later, but it's happening. We're going to catch a smallmouth bass at some point. Uh, I, you say when we're doing it. Let me ask my wife. (laughs) Tell her you don't even have to bring the boat. I'll bring I'll bring the I'll bring the goods and uh, and we'll go go smash on them, man. Uh, yeah. I look I look forward to that. I do too. All you right, too. Ryan, you guys have a merry Christmas, man, and I will uh, I will talk to you very soon. All right, thank All right. you, Luke. Thanks, merry Ryan. Christmas. Ryan Engelman, Turnpike Troubadours. What a uh, what a killer dude! Great storyteller and uh, hell of a guitar player, and now bass. Fishing nut. That was uh, that was special for me, man. That was uh, I really I, I can't thank him enough for taking the time out of his busy schedule to uh, to do some low budget podcasting with me. Had a little technical glitch there at the first, and then the old low budget computer decided to work again. So hopefully it all uh, sounded as good uh, to you guys as it did in my ears there. But Ryan Engelman, if you're not a Turnpike Troubadours fan. If you've never listened to their music, which I doubt if you have made it this far into this interview, um, you've never heard of them. But uh, incredible, incredible band. Long history, um, kind of been dramatic at times. And it's uh, so cool to see them getting back together. Um, Red Rocks. So I think it's sold out May the 14th, the 15th, Reckless Kelly and Shovels and Rope. Reckless Kelly, one of my favorite bands of all time as well. And uh, Shovels and Rope, another great just duo that that uh, lives life on the road out there gigging. Fantastic group of musicians. All right. Appreciate each and every one of you. We're going to do low budget live, actually live, I think, after Christmas. After Christmas, the, uh, the Monday after Christmas there. I will keep you guys updated on that. Thank you so much. I hope everyone has a very Merry Christmas. With your loved ones, uh, if you get a chance to take care of somebody out there that might be having a hard time at Christmas, I encourage you to do that. Um, the holidays are not easy for everyone, and uh, if you can love on somebody, help somebody out, invite them over to dinner, uh, you never know what that might do to somebody's life. But be sure to uh, hug your mom, hug your dad, 
know I sure uh, do enjoy Christmas with the fam. Thank you, low lifers. Have a Merry Christmas. Gonna take you out with some Biloxi Blues. I never could make it last Spanish moss and Civil War ghosts Well, I'm gonna leave them in the past Any direction, Lord, I'll be fine It don't matter, east or west North, south, wherever the wind blows I'm leaving those burdens at rest This highway It does not know my name And I don't care, no And a spare Just a white line gypsy Getting out of Mississippi With just enough gas to keep them